0: Dominic Calvert Lewis has done exactly that. Oh, what a finish. That's what he can do. Calvert Lewis ball in. Chance for He's back in the blue
1: jersey! Right, hello everybody. Welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Looking ahead to a game that's been described by Sam Allardyce as massive, uh, the visit of West Bromwich Albion to Goodison Park this weekend. We'll be looking specifically at that, and then also you know Theo Walcott's arrival and uh, the possibility that there may not be a left back arriving in a, a Goodison in the transfer window. Same may you know these things can change, but you know that was uh, the, the latest from the press comments. But we'll start with West Brom. I mean, um, Sam himself says it was a massive game. Has he ever sat on it a little bit, or has it suddenly become that much more significant in light of uh, recent results, stroke performances?
2: Uh, obviously, that was there when he said it at Wembley on on Saturday night after the defeat to Spurs. I think he's perhaps oversold it in some respects, but I think he he's probably a bit of amateur psychology with his players. I think yeah. I think he needs to jolt them back into reality. Um, I think they were trying to run before they could walk, and I think Sam was, as he admitted as well, and we wrote about, was perhaps guilty of of doing a little bit the same I think he was caught in two minds I think he went against his instincts and perhaps has gone against his instincts in the past couple of games yeah. very wary of the expectation on him and of the club that he starts producing a more expansive uh, footballing team but in terms of calling it massive I think it's it was certainly designed I felt to hit home to the players mm. and perhaps perhaps he was also saying it so that Goodison would react positively maybe on Saturday yeah. Um because obviously they've lost four on the spinning in all comps, haven't they? And, you know, they've, they've obviously uh, given up shooting on target mm. for Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Regular listeners to the Royal Blue podcast will, of course, know that was the voice of Phil Kirkbride, who's uh, been at Finch Farm today listening to, uh, to Sam Allardyce. We're also joined with Adam Jones and Sam Carroll today. Top Toffees, along with myself, Dave Prentice. Um, Sam said after the game last weekend that uh, he was too adventurous. And I know it didn't go down well, suggestions that he should have been, you know, more boring and he wants to see them on la- last on match of the day. Fully understand, you know, why that would have caused, you know, some angst amongst the Evertonians. But by that token, we want to see an attacking lineup tomorrow, don't we? I mean, Sam, you want to see Theo Walcott starting tomorrow, don't you? Yannick Balassi in the starting lineup. Would you shoehorn, Rooney and Sigurdsson in there or? I don't
0: think you can. Really can, yeah. Uh, just the, the BTW trio, as it's <laughs> going to be known from now on, the and Tosin and, uh, and Walcott should, should obviously start the game. And then I think it's got to be, where, where do any of them fit in? And then yeah. you've got to find a place for Davy Klasson as well, obviously. so <laughs> 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 to, to find
1: Moving a swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: sure I agree. I think you can fit Rudy and Sigurdsson. Do you, I can't have you do it. West Brom are home, home. Like, no offence to West Brom. He shouldn't really be playing two defensive midfielders in my head. So Rooney plays as one of the midfielders? I think yeah. Rooney plays yeah. alongside Gay, almost like given a free role. Yeah. Move Sigurdsson more central and have Walcott and Balassi yeah. on the wings.
1: It's interesting. My concern with that is that Rooney's passing over the last like month or so has been absolutely dreadful. Um, whether that's because they're against teams that he has been trying desperately to impress too hard against, you know, Man United, Liverpool. Uh, he, he wasn't the worst at Tottenham, but, you know, certainly wasn't great either. Uh, maybe he could do it more against West Brom, but I, I don't know. I, I personally can't see a place for him in that team if Sigurdsson is moved in a central role, and presumably Walcott is going to be played as a wide player. And he's not going to be played as a central striker alongside Towson is he? So a few, uh, a few, I don't know, discussions for Sam to make with uh, with his coaching staff regarding the starting lineup.
2: I, I definitely feel that the arrival of Walcott and the return to fitness of Balassi rubber stamps the fact that Rooney's future belongs deeper now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam has obviously mentioned it. He's played him deeper and advanced. You know, he's sort of flipped between, flipped between the two in his yeah. game so far. But I feel now that Everton are adding genuine pace back into the team. Um, I agree with Adam that I think this provides the opportunity to start playing Singleton where he should be playing, yeah. which is behind the striker, um, where he looks more comfortable. I think he's more effective. And I think you'll start to see more of the 45 million pound footballer that have been bought, oh, yeah. um, and Rooney, as you say, you know, has he got the legs anymore to really offer the support and Toast mm. that he'll need as he bends into English football? I don't think he has, but has he still got the quality on the ball uh, to be a, a deeper midfield player? I think he has. Whether or not that's that's the right game tomorrow, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's how adventurous. Sam expects West Brom to be, sure. you know, given the fact that they're still scrambling at the second bottom in the league. I suspect they'll be there for to contain Everton more than
1: one of those teams, aren't they? That you know you you expect to be so good at some park, yet they always tend to be a little bit more difficult and a little bit more awkward to play against. So no, it's not gonna be a straightforward, you know because there's obviously a new well relatively new manager in charge as well. So it's just interesting
2: if you think about the game last season was it was the shootout for seventh, wasn't it? I think it was the yeah. mm-hmm. game off February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Everton won it a canter in the yeah. end. Yeah. Um and it's just interesting how the fortunes and, uh, and the two clubs have, have obviously gone down since that mm-hmm. point. Um obviously West Bruns far more spectacular than Everton's, but um, you know, as I said last season it was the shootout for the Europa League qualifying place and now <laughs> it's both teams just want to make themselves assured show They'll be in the division.
1: I mean, the one, the one position as well that you know probably won't be subject to any speculation tomorrow is left back, because Everton only have one player capable of playing there at the moment, which is Cuco Martina. I suppose you could argue that John Joe Kenny could switch over and play on that side, but you know, as Sam suggested well you spoke to him after his press conference today, didn't you, Phil? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he's, uh, should we say, enduring some frustration at the moment in the search for a new left back.
2: Yeah, he basically revealed to us that he, the club, is struggling to nail down a target. Um, he didn't say suitable or, or adequate, but it, it was inferred that obviously yeah. that's why. Obviously, there's plenty of left backs out there in Europe. It's, but it's mm. finding one that's good enough and a affordable. Um, and they're they're struggling, and he doesn't know if they'll get one in before the deadline. Added to the fact that. So it compounds the misery that, that that he seemed to have no time frame on on Baines' return. Um, and he said, when he does come back, it's it's to be about bedding him in yeah. and, and not rushing him back because they found that with Balassi and McCarthy that you know they're back but not at full 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 pelt. So yeah. it, it sounds like it's going to be a while till we see Baines again. Um, and Sam quite sort of uh, frankly and, and, and candidly said, look, I think. Kuko has done a fantastic job but he knows I know and everybody knows he's effectively not a left back yeah. um, but Sam was there was no beating around the bush when I asked him I asked him very straight if he still intended to sign a left back and he just said it's very difficult because they can't mm. find one now you've got to look at that two ways that has been a problem position for a long time and the club before Sam arrived should have been looking to address this
1: 100% we could
2: yeah. talk until the cows come home about why they haven't done that so far but from Sam's point of view if he's going well if we can get through the rest of the season it's effectively a write off and we have to yeah. be honest about that don't we if he thinks well keep my powder dry until the right one comes up in the summer we pay what we think correct and we get the best player available it's not it, it wouldn't be popular and I appreciate that and I wouldn't be I would be thrilled at that prospect either but maybe in the circumstances you know it would be the sensible thing to do given the club have four weeks yeah. window so to speak to, to get a deal done because um, for me a striker was the priority and they've, they've addressed
1: that I mean we know it's an appalling situation a club of Everton stature not having any natural left back you know, available are there other solutions there in the squad I mean I know Sam you've seen uh, the under 23s play recently with Luke Garber particularly prominent I know he wasn't registered as a Premier League footballer at the start of the season but I think the rules mean that you can change that in January yeah. Was he, is he performing at a level that you think is capable of getting back into the Premier League?
0: Offensively, I mean, every time you go and go and watch him, I think 75% of the time he's either scored a goal or set one up from a yeah. from a set piece. So you know what, you're getting there, and I think technique-wise as well, he, he mirrors Baines in the way he, he gets forward and, and the way he strikes the ball as well. And I think everyone's seen that goal against Manchester City a few months ago, yeah. you know, there's, there's undoubted talent, but the worrying thing for me is uh, at the same amount of times I've, I've seen him score goals and produce brilliant crosses and I've seen him uh, be beaten quite quite easily by lads who have never played in the Premier League before yeah. so it, it's a worry isn't it to think if if this is what happens in under 23s football what would happen if he if he gets put, put in against you know a real good player I mean even against West Brom you'd be up against someone like Matty Phillips or something. Yeah. So, what, so what happens there but I don't know, it's it's still a case of square pegs and square holes, isn't it? Mm. Put a left foot or left back, and I think a lot of fans would get more behind Garby, maybe, and and just in the pure sense, if you give him a go, then you're saying, yeah, I've put him in, if he does badly, you've still gave him that chance, haven't you? It's like the Kenny thing at the start of the season, almost. I think uh,
2: the feedback I get about Luke and I've had about Luke pretty much mirrors what Sam said there, that clearly going forward there's a lot to offer, but defensively he perhaps doesn't come up to scratch at this at this point and given the, uh, given who the manager of the football club is now given all of that and putting that into consideration you can sort of understand why he continues to persevere with Martina yeah. above the other options because
1: you know what you're like, going to Martina guess Martina yeah. is
2: actually flawed going forward more. Yeah. Mm. we're actually at the back he's, a, he's an athlete so to yeah, speak he's, he's looked okay the last and, few games you know yeah. look he's got you know we know he's got limitations but you know he's done decent jobs on certain players in certain games so yeah. Sam weighing everything up will probably go and probably more can rely on Martina at this stage than anybody else
1: Yeah it was interesting the analysis of the uh, the, the opening goal down at Wembley you know Martina initially appeared to be the player that was responsible but the more you look at it, it appears to be People, was it McCarthy not tracking a run you know so sort of back into Jaggi yeah. yeah it was a collective so, mess wasn't it yeah you know so it would be harsh really to, you know, to isolate him but you know the other option I suppose Brendan Galloway and it just, I, I find it weird what, what's happened to his career having started so promisingly and played you know about 8 or 9 games in succession at left back in the Premier League and looked relatively comfortable then went out on loan didn't hardly play at West Brom did he mm-hmm. and then he's currently out on loan again and I don't know I've not been tracking his career that closely but he doesn't appear to be pulling up shoes at Sunderland now either you know would it be worthwhile Everson recalling him I mean
3: well, I mean it, in some ways it, technically, it does mirror Garbutt's yeah, career, yeah, career path yeah. really like he yeah. had the promising breakthrough a few years ago Garbutt went on loan to yeah. Wigan and Fulham didn't didn't impress in yeah. either situation, and now finds himself in the under twenty threes. I'm I'm not sure it'd be, yeah. it'd be different with Galloway or not. Like he can't he can't get into that Sunderland team. It's funny is, isn't it,
1: the, the loan system because you know it's funny. Sam's said himself a few times that he needs to assess his squad uh, and send some players out on loan. We think he's talking about like to Benny and players like that that could probably benefit from a loan. And it's weird that some players do go on loan and they can be disastrous. Something like Ross Barkley, Sheffield Wednesday, mm-hmm. where he never mm-hmm. got a kick. and you know leads Uh, but then you get the one the one exception that proves the real Kieran Dowell who's being an absolute sensation in Nottingham Forest they they adore him and Callum Connolly yeah you know so it's weird you know sometimes players benefit Seamus Coleman you know absolutely flourished when he went to Blackpool you know he Mm. became a different player and Sam mentioned him today in the comments, didn't he He said he's training again now Mm. I mean suggestion that he's maybe ready for a under 23 run out soon
2: um and I, he touched, Sam touched on the subject about injuries when he was speaking to me about Baines and, and sort of said they've got that issue about Seamus about when do they play him and when did they, play and when yeah. they did not play him. Um, I, I, I've kind of, you know, I would, I would be comfortable if you didn't really see Coleman properly in the first season until the start of next season because yeah. he's too, too much of an important player to be messing with, with, with an injury like that and, and pushing him too, too hard and too soon. Yeah. As right-back isn't really an issue, so to speak. John John's done very mm. well. Um, if, if, it was, if, if the right-back issue was as severe as the left-back issue, you maybe would, would think about accelerating his, um, his rehab and his return, but I, I'm comfortable with him being very much eased back into the, into the I, I think a
1: lot of this uh, no-shots-on-target issue comes from you know, the full back situation. I think we took for granted how good you know Seamus Coleman and Leighton Baines were I mean in modern football fullbacks are such an important role because you know people defend you know so slickly so tightly nowadays they are generally the position that gets a bit more opportunity to get crosses in and to you know create things and you know Everton had two players who were so good at doing that under Martinez it was ridiculous Mm. you know sort of crossing for each other to score (laughs) exactly yeah Wolfsburg was it but um, you know, the two that we've got there at the moment, John Joe Kenny, you surprised me a little. You know, he's been great, you know, got nothing against the lad at all, but his forte playing for the under 23 is was getting forward and getting good quality crosses in. We've seen that less, uh, you know, he's been focusing more on his defensive side of things. And then Cuco Martina, he was basically incapable of doing it because he's like, trying to cross with his wrong foot all the time yeah, yeah. Or, or cutting back on it. So as a result, Everton's attacking, you know, limitations you know are quite exposed and you're relying more on the likes of Sigurdsson and Velassi to maybe create things and uh, it's, it's just been a mess to be honest Do you
2: think John Joe's um, reluctance if you want for a better word to attack more is indicative of the jump from 23 to 1st you know that, that, doesn't that, want to be too ambitious too soon the wrong Yeah, view and kept banging on about last season and yeah. everybody was calling for these kids to be played and he yeah. kept saying the gap's huge Yeah, trust me yeah. I just wonder whether John Joe is still feeling his way in because he's totally understandable if he is at 20 years old Yeah. feeling his way into football at first team level he's playing for Sam who prioritises and would emphasise defensive solidity Yeah. so I, I think maybe it's, it's a sign of, of just how, how big the jump is from from the two levels yeah, I, think it
3: is. I think maybe the fullbacks are just suffering most from the kind of limbo that we're find, finding ourselves in at the minute like, the performances against West Brom and Bournemouth especially at the end of the last Calendar year, I think they they're the worst. They're the worst results. of Allardyce's reign so far, really. Yeah. And at the start of this season, we've been playing catch up almost against big teams like United, Liverpool, Spares, where we can't we can't really attack them very much. But I think the Spares game summed it up. Really, we were we were caught between attack and defence, and Spurs really really punished us, especially in those full back areas yeah. like Humminson. Yeah, Son just he ran rings around John Joe. Unfortunately, for a lot of the games. Well, I mean, hopefully,
1: West Brom aren't going to bring the same kind of, you know, sort of creative problems, you know, to try and handle. And, you know, th- there should be a bit of a buzz about the place, you would hope, given the fact that Cheng To be making his home debut. You've got Theo Walcott you know, making, presumably, making his debut. There should be a little bit about the place, you know, a bit of a buzz that they can, like, sort of tap into because, you know, so- something needs to happen because it's been so flat over the last few games. Yeah. Uh, I probably agree with someone. It's a massive <laughs> game. You know, so, so something does need to happen.
2: So. I, I definitely wouldn't under, under underestimate the significance of a, of a good win, yeah, I think in terms of momentum. I- that really sort of kicks everything back into gear, doesn't
1: it? And it's a ten-game gap. there oh, it's a ten-day day. gap before yeah, the next game. Yeah. So you know, if, heavens forbid, uh, you know the result doesn't go the way we want it to go. You know, that's a long yeah. time to analyse. You know, another disappointing result, and a long time for social media <laughs> platforms to go into meltdown. <laughs> oh, melt out. Kind of left back. oh, oh yeah, yeah, there is that as well. <laughs> it's about, it's about starting to look forward again, though, because yeah. a few
0: weeks ago you were starting to look at eighth and seventh, and yeah. sort of being a five, six points off, and then. I find myself doing like saying, "If so, beat Man United. You're only four points above the relegation zone. You're yeah. already automatically looking over your shoulder again." I think, you know, obviously it's not that you know no one's saying they are going to get relegated or Evan are going to get dragged into a relegation battle, but it is just about getting that feeling of positivity going again. And it should yeah. be, you know, we've got Tosin now. He's had a few week, well, a week or so to to yeah. fit in. We've signed Walcott, you know, to, to keep adding to that feel-good factor because the last thing Aldridge wants, if he wants this job. Yeah in the longer term is to let this mm. kind of malaise keep building up because as Kuman seen the dominoes can start tumbling a lot yeah. quicker than you'd imagine yeah well
2: plus I was just going to say speaking of Cooman, he, he really got got a momentum and a kick on didn't in January they obviously yeah. got a, new sign, a couple of new signs one on New Year's Day which was on the back of a pretty dire draw at Hull yeah, uh, yeah. couple Pull. of days. Um, and Everton I think in, some, I re- reminded of a stat the other day I think if Everton's Form between uh, New Year's Day and the end of last season was good enough for like top four or something, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that because they really at home, especially with just racking up win after win after win. Um, so Sam, hopefully, will be, will be you know hoping for something similar, especially as you say with have got in the building and totes.
1: Well, it was. It was only one year ago, you know, to uh, this week wasn't it? You know, beat Manchester City four oh, yeah. <laughs> nil, and, uh, and it's all gone pear shaped since then. I mean, Tom Davis was absolutely you know sort of sparkling that day, and. He's found it difficult this season, hasn't he? It's been. A...
2: I feel Tom's been the victim of playing in a team and struggling. Yeah. If you think about when he eventually, quite rightly, forced his way in last season, it coincided with that that spell when the the team started to have a bit more shape about it, and Cumin had got into them and, and they were playing better. And he he, he was yeah. he, he was played a huge part in that run, but he also was riding the crest of that wave as well. If you like, yeah. it was it was the double the double hit. And I think what you find with Tom this season is been in and out of the team you know the, the club spent a lot of money in positions he would like to be playing in and the team was struggling and mm. he, he looked exactly what he is and that's a young midfielder still learning his yeah. trade and that's not a criticism of tom by any stretch but i think he you know it's that second season syndrome isn't sure. it? if the team was still flying i fully expect tom would have been a still a huge part of it but yeah. you know it but it would be you look back on that when he's thirty five and go, Yeah, it was a
3: great season for me. <laughs> because i learned everything. Exactly, exactly. It just adds a bit more pressure on him, doesn't it, really, when, when the team's not performing too yeah. well and obviously with being such a young player, like it's it's hard to shoulder that kind of burden. Yeah, that's and it. that's why that's why we need to give a huge amount of credit to Dominic calvert Lewin for, yeah. for managing to shoulder a very similar burden. I was
0: watching the highlights from that city game when it was the one year anniversary this weekend. I think you know. There was one highlights package where it just showed Tom Davies's clips in that game. I think this season you've kind of forgotten what his qualities are, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Because he's not amazing at one thing, but when you look, he can do a bit of everything. You know that City game, he chased the ball down, he won the ball back. You know with that little skill he done, he's got yeah. a bit of diamond's lockhead. You can, you know, you could you could spray spray a few passes. and no, he really can do everything. And as Phil was saying, then I think that's just been okay. you. You could almost. What was that really bad game he had? Was it Leon the Europa League? And there was there was people all shouting for him to be taken off, and you yeah. could see, you know, it has just all built up on him, and it's not fair for a young lad to have that kind of pressure around his shoulders. And because you know Schneiderlin was playing so bad as well, I think he was getting through in the team just purely because yeah. we had no one else to play, did we? Yeah. yeah. I,
2: def- I, def- I definitely sense there was there was a point in that period when he, he was trying too hard. Yeah. It's yeah, a common yeah. it's a common pitfall for young players, isn't it? Trying too hard and it's not going your way. Just try harder, and everything everything he was trying was not coming off. Or you yeah. know, every, every mistake was being punished. That type of thing. It was just just unfortunate circumstance in many ways.
1: Well, you mean, know, one player who it is a very big day for tomorrow was Theo Walcott, who spoke very impressively, of at the uh, the press conference you know to announce him this morning he um, talked about the uh, the ambition of the club being what seduced him really, you know, talk of a new stadium, talk of new players coming in. Clearly, you know, the, the Farhad Mashiri factor has uh, has been has been sold to him. And uh, I think you know we all agree that you know he has a, a good signing, he's something that Emerson haven't got. I personally think that maybe uh, an away game would have been a better one for him to make his debut and you know, so using that pace, West Brom presumably are gonna sit very, very deep and be difficult to get behind. But he brings something Everton don't have: 19 goals last season, um, pace to burn, and he did seem quite level-headed. Like you know, he settled in fairly quickly. We spoke about Wayne Rooney as well. You know, and the influence that he brought to bear on him actually coming to the club in the first place. So you know, whilst we said earlier that Rooney may be finding it you know more difficult to find a defined role in the team, he's still very very influential, isn't he? You know, sort yeah. on and off the pitch. Yeah, um,
2: I think for you what you know, we have to look back at the. At the uh, the quotes and stuff but Theo won't be the first who's mentioned Wayne yeah. in terms of I spoke to Wayne Wayne, Rooney you know I think even when Sigurdsson joined he spoke about he spoke about Wayne you know
1: we underestimate what a global icon he is really well, don't know, we yeah. you know English football team's <laughs> highest goal scorer ever and, yeah. you know we take it for granted a little bit sometimes I think we
2: got too comfortable that he's back exactly Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. that whole furore of the summer will he won't he, Should yeah. he? shouldn't he uh, and he's still top scorer. Yes. He yeah. 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 still can't take penalties, but you know. <laughs> he's <still top> scorer. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, I think as we were saying earlier on in, in the podcast, really feel now is 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 the time where Sam has Sam has got to start playing Wayne regularly as this deep line midfielder and let's let's yeah. let's see what he can do in an extended run in that position. We've got more attacking yeah. options now.
1: So we're actually talking about penalties just then because you know not had any sniffs at who's on pens now, have you? Because uh, Cenk Tosen 100% record in Turkey, yeah, yeah. Uh, 11 out of 11. And you know, strikers do like to you know sort of take that responsibility. I think that's where my first goal scorer <laughs> pounds might be going, uh, might, might be going tomorrow. It would be an interesting yeah. one to say,
2: yeah. No, we uh, I mean, obviously, Wayne Wayne seems to be now the designated first choice, but as you say, his record isn't great. No, if you look back at the past three, four, five seasons, Everton's penalty taking has been an issue really because of Baines' intake. You know, Baines yeah. was phenomenal at one point, but then he gets it taken off him by Morales, is yeah. getting it, and then it, you know, I, it seems like a trivial thing, but you know, who is the defined penalty taker at Everton Football? Club? It, it, it's
1: a weird one. I'm convinced that Leighton Baines has had a psychological issue about penalties since he missed that one at United. Um, you know David De Gea you know who's quite capable of stopping anybody's penalties Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it just because he had been so unflappable so good I think that just planted a bit of a seed in in his mind and you know he always says he gave up the responsibility to Lukaku Mm -hmm. to Morales to Barkley because he thought it would improve their confidence and you know I believe him in that but equally I think he was probably quite happy to you know know, push the responsibility to one side and you know I've spoken to him about it you know you're the best player at the club taking penalties why aren't you taking them frequently yeah. and you know he'll dismiss it with the, the the same you know explanation oh it's better for other people but you know it's important you need a reliable penalty That's taker because well you know
2: nerves of steel against Watford didn't they yeah exactly to win, win the game well, yeah. how
1: big was that you know in hindsight yeah. you know, look, looking back so maybe, maybe Tosin will be as good I don't know anyway one um, bit of news that we've had over the last uh, hour or so which Probably, I am qualified to talk about it because I'm old enough as uh, uh, the Football League of, an i the Premier League. When I so every stadium will be having a minute's applause, I will be wearing black armbands uh, in tribute to Cyril Regis. And um, yeah, I was old enough to remember him playing at Goodison Park um, in an era when racism was sadly rife. It was as prevalent at Goodison as it was anywhere else, and he was a pioneer and a trailblazer uh, in that respect because you know, obviously, black players had played before him. But he was just so good, he was so exceptional that, you know, he made people sit up and take notice because of his talent, uh, you know, rather than his colour. And, you know, he, he won people around, he refused to be intimidated. Um, cause it, it could be a very, very unpleasant experience everywhere, you know, in that age. And, you know, he deserved, you know, every, every single, you know, sort of tribute that's been paid this week, an incredible character. And I'm pleased that, you know, there is going to be some kind of formal recognition, you know, sort of what he did in football. Uh, at Goodison, where West Brom, of course, are the visitors, you know, the club that, you know, he's most synonymous with. So uh, I, th- I think that, you know, is you know, fair play to the Premier League. I think that was necessary. Uh, I
2: think, I think as, as we know, we think it's probably worth mentioning that Everton were already Absolutely. advanced towards Absolutely. West Brom yeah. about things anyway, even before the Premier League. Well, Seemingly under public pressure, yeah, um, put that out today. But you know, Everton were, were well on their way to, to organising something anyway, so and they're
1: very good at that. They do, yeah, they actually said they would wanted to just make sure that the family, you know, were comfortable with this and Westbourne themselves were comfortable with it before they actually formally announced anything. But you know, obviously, uh, the Premier League went ahead and did it anyway. So, go on. we normally uh, bring these things to a conclusion by predicting the result and getting it hopelessly wrong. <laughs> I don't think anybody went for a 4-0 hiding
3: last week did we so uh, I don't know maybe (laughs) pride I I said to you before I'll have to three points for that
0: one
3: yeah well let's let's not remember what I said don't don't, don't, celebrate
2: that don't me well Sam's
1: going last on this then because obviously he's going to name (laughs) it last no (laughs) I mean go on Phil what kind of performance what kind of uh, game are you expecting on Um,
2: Saturday I think Everton will win 2-0 I think there'll be a reaction um, I think West Brom will they've got they've they obviously got that win that's, that's kind of, a, kind of a, a line in the sand for them but I think if you ask Alan Pardew now he'd be thrilled with a point yeah. I don't think he'll get it um, I've I said it I think we said it on the podcast earlier in the week I've just got a weird feeling Toshin will score Yeah. I think at home smaller well it feels like a smaller pitch I think yeah, yeah. it'll be It'd be in the box more, I think we'll get the balls in the box more, walk up one side, Balassi the other, Sigurdsson in his right position, maybe Wayne, maybe not. Um, I feel Everton will grind them down and, and, and win 2-0, but I'm, I'm prepared for a half-time 0-0, yeah. head in the hands, what's going on? <laughs> and then just... It just get just getting over the line. I just yeah, I'd feel it be one of those uh, one of those afternoons. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought
1: some of Dice's comments today were quite pointed. Where he said you know you specifically referred to the poor 44 minutes <clears throat> at Wembley. You know, obviously the first minutes you know he was reasonably content with, and <laughs> after that it just like just <laughs> collapsed. So I mean, do you think there'll be a reaction, Adam? Do you think um, we'll see it? A- much needed home win
3: I think there will be a reaction but I think West Brom is arguably one of the worst teams that we could have yeah, could, yeah. We could have picked I think KG is the word that sticks out to me I think we will look better yeah. attacking with the likes of Tosin and Walker but obviously West Brom is so resolute defensively they'll be set up to be resolute defensively I think maybe a 2-1 Yeah, personally and because
2: of Barry Yeah, you know, apparently he had an absolute stormer against Brighton. They were all raving about him, which is no surprise. Anybody sat around this table, Um, so so you know, I think that's a a big part for me for Sigurdsson tomorrow. You know, because obviously Barry will be the deep line player for them. I think he's got to get get amongst them because we know what Barry does. He plays it forward Mm. He gets
1: Steve moving. Yeah, we can only hope that he gets booked very, very early this time. Anyway, so <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Now he'll get a great reception and thoroughly deserved as well because we've said many times before he should never have been sold in the summer, but unfortunately mm. he was. So come on, Sam, don't you dare predict a four-zero defeat. I'm actually, I'm actually going
0: full reverse
1: last week. Yeah. <laughs> I went <work> four-zero. It's the only score I'm just I'm the
0: just, optimism of youth. Go on. You've got.
2: Toosen, you've
1: got Walcott with a point to prove. Two goals apiece. You in there first. Four double dream debut. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was confident that Cheng Towson was going to score at Wembley last week, and <laughs> I got that wrong. I and mean, he very nearly got an assist, didn't he? But for a linesman's flag. Um, I, I'm more along the lines of thinking with Phil here. I think we could see a very similar to a Huddersfield type game. Although, given that West Brom are an altogether more difficult team to break down and altogether, you know, a better team, I think, than Huddersfield, despite the relative, you know, league positions. Um, I think it could be frustrating for 45 minutes. I think the crowd will have to be patient, which is something the Goodison crowd is often not very good at. <laughs> um, but I think that we will see Everton break West Brom down. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a 2-0 home win as well. So, you know, come back to us next week. Listen to us all, you know, So. Sort of explain how we all got it horribly wrong but come join us and we'll look back on what's hopefully been uh, a very very much needed home victory till then cheerio